Hello, all my beautiful people. It is time once again for another amazing episode of If You Give a Data Podcast. So this week I have with me Charlie Berry. He is a country music singer, and I am very excited to have him on this week. I had a really good time talking with him, and I think that you guys are really going to enjoy this conversation that I have with him. He's a very down-to-earth guy, and I look forward to seeing where his music goes because um, I, being completely honest, and you'll hear me say this in the interview, I don't know how he's not being played on the radio yet because he is very good at what he does. I feel this was an excellent interview with an excellent person. So if you are tuning in just to hear the Charlie Berry episode, welcome I hope you enjoy what you hear, and I hope that you stick around and enjoy some of the other episodes that we have here as well. So, if you guys are as excited as I am, then let's get this show on the road. If you give a dad a podcast. Hey, Dad. Get back in your car. Go. Get out of here. You can't be here. I wasn't about to call you dad, so. <laughs> Seriously? Just for the, you know, the, the work rate, brother. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, she said he looked like an old piece of leather. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Supernatural, which is by far one of my favorite shows. And I will be talking a lot about Supernatural. I will be quoting Supernatural. Bro. I just remember because they also, everybody, whenever they came to the ring, goes, what okay before I get started you ever had a design in mind and you wanted to put it on a shirt or a hat or a cup but you just didn't know who to go to well come on over to R&L Designs where they make all of your custom needs come true they make custom hats they make custom shirts they make custom mugs. They even do the tumblers and the glass mugs as well. They do key fobs even. They have great prices and they have a reasonable turnaround time. If you need anything custom, these are the people that you need to hit up today. You can find them on Facebook and that is at R&L Designs. You can also find them on Instagram at R and L Designs 19. They have a Facebook page. They have an Instagram page. They update it regularly with new products. You can also message them if you have something in mind. Hit them up today for all of your custom needs. Give them a like, give them a follow. All right, everybody. So today I have with me Charlie Berry. He is a Nashville-based artist um, who recently released a single in 2021 for the first time. And uh, he produces his own music, and he's doing awesome. I have yet to find a song of his that I don't like. And as I've told you guys before, me and my wife have both been jamming out to his music, and now I have the opportunity to talk to him tonight. Charlie, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Do you always do these interviews with your shirt off? <laughs> well, when it gets is hot, you know, just, out here. So, or is that just for me? <laughs> That's just for you. Yeah. 
Oh, so um, yeah, no, I, uh, I I do do this in the garage, and so most of the time I don't do the video because of the fact that it gets really hot out here, and I don't Wait, think people want to see me. Did I actually catch you in a moment? Is it I, for the for everybody listening? I can't actually see him, so I, I have no idea. <laughs> this is actually one of the times that I haven't because it's only been like seventy degrees here today, so okay, it's been cool. actually nice and cool. So I have been able to. Uh, keep my shirt on today so it is funny that you did say that because most of the time i'm not wearing one and uh, i always panic when people first come on the show and they have their video up and i'm like oh my god can they see me you know yeah (laughs) but uh so yeah uh that was that's pretty funny i have listened to i think every single one of your songs that you have put out on spotify wow thanks yeah um I have to say, I do believe you are probably one of the next big things that are coming out of Nashville. The, your sound is um, very on point, and I love everything that I'm hearing from you. Thanks, man. I, I hope you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank, thank you for listening to it. It's been fun to, to uh, get back to being an artist after a couple years of focusing on songwriting. Like you said, I put out a song and. 2021 for the first time that's not the last time i put out a song i put out i think right. eight now uh with the latest one being uh a song called it's still here yes uh i'm, I'm really proud of everything i've put out so far and uh i think i've got, you know i've got a lot more that i want to share too so i'm excited about what's next as well well i'm definitely excited to hear what you have coming out next if i do say so my favorite song is uh, be somebody I think it might be my favorite too. If I'm is honest. it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's a, fun, man. It, it is very it's a fun. lot of fun, and I, I needed that, you know, mm-hmm. in the uh, repertoire. I ne- I needed a fun one, and and uh, that song got written. Uh, I booked the show in Chicago last December, mm-hmm. and um, as I was gathering my my songs together, I realized how serious they were, and I was like, well, I'm not a I am a serious, I'm serious about having fun too, but I, I'm not a, you know, I like to be lighthearted as well. And it's like, there, that's not represented at all. Yeah. And so I just sat down to write, it was like something fun and lighthearted that I would want to hear mm-hmm. uh, at a bar. And that's what came out. Well, man, it, it was spot on. I think that's the first song that I listened to of yours. Cause I started listening to your music maybe a few months before uh, your newest song came out. And, um, I was like, this sounds like something you would hear on the mainstream radio everywhere. And I'm like, why isn't isn't it being played everywhere? You know, people need to hear this song. So, you know, I, I, I really, like I said before, I really do feel that you are on the verge of just busting through and getting that song heard everywhere. And it is a lot of fun, like you said. Thanks, man. That's really encouraging. So how did you actually get into... Um, to playing music yeah you know uh my dad was in a cover band okay my mom plays guitar okay um and uh i think i'd been asking for a guitar for a couple years and finally it got one in the fifth grade and kind of never looked back i i I played football and i played guitar and that was kind of it so when football ended it was like i knew where i was headed you know um there have been lots of little little confirming moments along the way of like you know maybe i'm on the right path here um but uh yeah the beginning was probably watching my dad sing and dance around on stage in a cover band and 
you know, we kind of look at our dads as our example of what to become and how to, you know, make your way through the world. And honestly, I just thought when you grow up, you go find a microphone and you get loud, you know? <laughs> That's awesome. So would you say that you use your dad as a lot for your inspiration? I, th- I think, you know, I don't know if he's like a muse, you know, he's not, he's mm-hmm. not like a muse for me. It's not like he inspires my songs, but I, right. I think just my day-to-day life, I, I, and my dad passed away in 2020, but I, I did, I always have, and still do kind of look to his example as, uh, uh, how to be a, a, a good man in a, in a, you know, cold, cruel world. Yes. Yeah. It's a little dramatic, but that's what I came up with. Well, I mean, it's, you know, even if it it is, I mean, that's, it's the truth, you know, this world yeah. isn't always the greatest and stuff. And it's nice to have somebody that you can look up to, to try to pattern yourself after. That's um, right. Very, very lucky in that sense. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm myself, I'm uh, glad that I'm able to do that even now as being a dad myself. And I know that yeah. you are a father as well. So uh, we I both am. try to you know, emulate that and be that for our children. Yep. So I was reading some of your, um, some stuff that I found on you and everything. And I read that you actually used to play punk rock music. Yeah. Yeah. I still do time to time. Do you? I do. Yeah. You know, it's like music, you know, when your hobby becomes your job, you got to have, you got to find something else. And, and so whenever I, started being a professional you know country singer Mm -hmm. uh that other genres kind of became my hobby you know so i'm I'm definitely happy with with the the music i'm creating now and putting out as a solo artist and and when i'm needing to kind of have a reset creatively i'll jump in and try to write something that's you know, from a different genre. So I've got a little, I got a little folder on my computer of, of, uh, more recent punk rock stuff, but I did, I did grow up, uh, playing that stuff. I love the energy of that music. And, uh, again, it's fun. Yes. Still, I still use elements that, uh, of that kind of music, uh, in the stuff that I I'm putting out now. That's awesome. You know, I mean, it, I always think it's fun whenever you can use those because, I mean, it, it's your music. You do what you want to with it, you know, and uh, right. being able to add in other aspects in there is really cool. Um, I had a guest on recently um, who makes uh, hard rock and metal music for children. And uh, uh, it's, wow, what a niche. I know. It was so cool, though. Uh, I actually yeah. got to play a few of his songs on here. And um, he was talking about, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of the band Mastodon. Sure, yeah. That's a great band. Well, they had some, um, he was talking about how they used banjo type of picking in some of their, their music. You know, and it's cool to be able to see, you know, how you said that you are using aspects of other types of music in your own. It's cool to see it on the flip side as well, seeing that they're able to use that on, you know, a hard rock kind of music as well. It's uh, it's interesting, and I love how it just all connects, you know. You know, it, it's, it's, it's interesting uh, to me, you know, it's kind of like all the, all the music grew out of you know country music and gospel music and all of that you know all the rock and roll and stuff and and rhythm and blues and all that stuff Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like 
the way I look at it, everybody's got aspects of country. You know, it's like, especially in any kind of guitar rock or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. um, that's kind of how I backed my way into country. You know, hearing Leonard Skinner for the first time mm-hmm. uh, in fourth grade and, and you know, thinking I got to get a guitar and I got to try to do that. Um, <laughs> uh, and, you know, it's Southern and it has that kind of twangy, rock guitar thing and that's really that's where i started for sure that's cool so talking about that what are some of your actual who do you find inspiration what kind of music do you mostly find most of your inspiration from is there anybody that you try to maybe pattern some of yours after i think i think first of all i'm really a song centered person i love i love songs love a great melody love somebody with an actual point of view with something to say and and uh so I pull from everywhere, you know, I, I, the, the whole genre thing doesn't, um, I don't get really caught up in that. So, but anyway, to, to answer your question, pattern myself after, you know, some of the greats like Springsteen, mm-hmm. uh, Fleetwood Mac, Jackson Brown, Blink-182. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's done a little weird on that list, but oh. but that's true. I um, love it. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, Skinner and, and Allman Brothers and Bonnie Raitt, mm-hmm. Don Henley. That's cool, man. Yeah. I, it, it, it's awesome that you're able to bring that aspect into it, you know. Um, I did see something today. Um, this is kind of off subject, but it's really not. You're talking about Blink-182. And uh, there's been two bands that have uh, Blink-182 is always going to be one of my favorite uh, punk rock musics or punk rock bands that there is. Yeah. Um, but another one that a lot of people like is My Chemical Romance, and that's more of like an emo style music. But they said yeah. that a reunion for Blink-182 would be better than a reunion for My Chemical Romance, and I think I tend to agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. I don't want to say, you know, they've still got it going on. You know, they, they still do. have, you know, so I don't want to talk bad about something that's currently happening. But no, no, no. But, uh, <laughs> I, I, do, I do miss the old days now and then of, of the old lineup. You know, that was. Yeah. I, uh, so we'll see what happens. That would be fun. But we'll, I, I don't know if it'll ever happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, you can always just, you know, hope and wish that something like that will happen, you know, just for yeah. nostalgia purposes, if anything. For sure. I've, uh, the one thing with my daughter is, is she is my musical kid. And so I've been able to pass down a lot of my musical taste to her. And so I'll have my, my playlists going. And a lot of times she loves the things that I'm playing. So I am very proud that I'm able to give that part to her. Yeah. That's a fun thing to share. You know, I think that obviously the, the, the artists and bands that I mentioned are, they were, you know, I grew up listening to them. And mm-hmm. so much of uh, finding the music we love is about, you know, the familiar, nostalgic uh, kind of feeling. And uh, honestly, just the number of times you've heard it is probably the the biggest influence on whether you like something or not, you know, uh, yeah. kind of disappointingly, you know. Uh, but but if you, if you hear something four or five times, you know, you end up liking it a little bit. And uh, I think all of that stuff is stuff that I grew up hearing. So. Uh, that's definitely a thing getting having musical taste passed down yes i know you write all you write of all, all of your own music correct yeah i write or co-write it okay and I, i'm involved in all the writing at this point okay which i like 
you do like that yeah i love it i love yeah. it it's uh I, th- I think my favorite part of of doing what i do is performing on stage mm-hmm. i think even when i'm writing i'm, I'm trying to write something that is going to translate there i actually think of that more than i think about somebody hearing it recorded mm-hmm. um when i am producing a song i'm imagining myself on stage in an arena and also in the audience in an arena and you know what's going to move me what what color lights are going to be happening all that stuff but um so performer probably is first and then and then uh producing and writing is yeah i love it it's a it's a great part of the creative process for me that's cool you one of the few collaborative parts of the creative process for me i I tend to you know through the years i've kind of been able to pick up a bunch of different skills and and from people and learning them and and so things that used to be collaborative are now uh kind of isolating it's just me you know doing the production and doing the uh all that stuff and so uh getting in a room with people and writing a song is it's always good it's always good to collaborate yeah who are some of the people that you've collaborated with any anybody that's uh well known gosh you know I've been in town a while and I've written with a lot of great people, you know, uh, Liz Rose, Jeff Middleton, the Warren brothers, Scooter Caruso. Those were some of my best, uh, most fun rights. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've, I've gotten to be in the room with some really great writers and, um, you know, almost without fail. Mm-hmm you get the reason why there's they have the reputation and why they've had so many hit songs it's like wow some people are just really good at this yeah you know it's like <laughs> like okay okay it's not all politics you right. know what i mean like there are some people that are really genuinely better at this than other people and and right. uh, so it's been it's been fun the, the times that i get uh to be in the room with those great writers and i learn so much mm-hmm. watching them in their craft and how they think of a song and and pull ideas together um that's one of the coolest parts of it to me that's cool yeah i I mean i i know i i've been in bands myself um i grew up around music um i'm a pastor's son so i grew up around uh playing music in church and stuff like that and i'm a drummer and a bass guitar player and i've been in a few bands and stuff and my favorite part was always collaborating you know as we were going saying oh well how about we do this here in the music you know or you know i I love that part the creative side where you can just kind of mix things together and then you have that whole thing at the end and be like here's what we created you know and presenting to people yeah you know i had this funny thought the other day watch i was watching a movie and mm-hmm. you just think they could have made it look anyway and they mm-hmm. chose what i'm looking at you know they chose right. that and and it's it's kind of a weird so simple it's kind of stupid thought but it is profound to think it could sound like anything right you know all of these were choices and they're they're all choices made based on a feeling we're trying to communicate you know and uh yeah it's it's wild it's it's more about narrowing it down than than trying to expand it and find something yeah what would you say that your 
when you're writing a song, what is the process that you actually probably, that you go through whenever you're writing a song yourself? Um, there's probably two answers to that. One is you go through, wow, that's a great idea. <laughs> then, it, then you write a little bit and you're like, hey, this could be good. And then you're like, wow, this is horrible. Who did I, who the <laughs> hell did I think I was to think I could do this? Uh-huh. Then you probably have lunch and you're like, you know what? I'm going to give it another shot. And it's like, Hey, this is pretty good. Uh, so that's the roller coaster of emotions that you go through. Um, but as far as like actually writing, I'm kind of always looking for song ideas for things that I think everybody has, I think, I don't know, maybe, maybe they don't, I don't know. Uh, this little kind of bell that rings when you hear something that moves you Yes. like, Oh, that's not, that's what an amazing phrase or turn of phrase or, or, uh, you know, it could be, the way something you know the way something makes you feel or a color or something you know it could be anything that inspires it but yeah um looking for a song title looking for a concept all the time and and then the that's step one and step two is you got to write the thing you know, right you gotta we we work in an existing format so you go how do i get three minutes out of this idea yeah you know what i mean like yep. how, do, how do i write a couple verses and a chorus and maybe a bridge and 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 or is that enough time you know right um figuring out how to say it one thing uh, so, is it just me or did songs seem to be shorter uh, uh especially when it comes to country music if you look at country songs from maybe back in like the 60s and stuff like that oh yeah for sure they for were sure. only like two minutes long if that you know well, and, yeah that's all the time they had on the on the vinyl yeah well that's true yeah <laughs> that's really why otherwise you had to flip it over to listen to the 45 like it, okay. it had to be under a certain amount you know so that they could ship out singles uh-huh. uh because if you went too long you'd have to turn the record over in the middle of the song you don't want that, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I did not know that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's why the, the you know the '60s the songs are the length that they are. You know, okay. There were all kinds of tricks they did, like you know, speed up the record after it's recorded, and and uh, actually, I heard this Meatloaf interview where he where they were like, you know, you can't hit the high notes like you used to, and he was like, that record is sped up because the songs were so long, and we had to fit it on this vinyl. He's like, I've never hit those notes. Wow. I didn't hit them in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, because as you speed it up, the pitch of everything yes. uh, goes up as well. So. It goes to chipmunks. That's right. Eventually yeah. you get to chipmunk. Yeah. I remember I had this uh, cassette tape when I was a kid of the chipmunks um, singing and all that stuff. And I knew that my batteries were getting low on my cassette tape Walkman whenever their voices started sounding like normal people. That's right. Okay. So I'll send you this video. Uh, it's on YouTube and it's okay. like the actual recording session. Uh huh. It's crazy sounding. Really? If you're familiar, yeah. If you're familiar with like the hula hoop or whatever. Yes. Uh, it's like, they're, they're like baritones and bass singers and then, wow. and it's so slow and kind of creepy sounding. It's great. I'll send it to you. I'm going to have to, you're going to have to, because uh, my yeah. wife uh, makes like hats and stuff like that. And um, she just did this new one that has um, a, a big A on the front of it. And I keep telling her, it reminds me of okay. Alvin and the Chipmunks. And I keep yes. singing to Please Christmas, Don't Be Late. So I'm going to have to play that for her <laughs> next time I see that hat. 
great. So uh, going back to something you said a minute ago, um, I didn't get to ask you this, but um, so you said you have a folder of uh, punk rock music um, that you have yeah. written yourself. Will we be seeing any punk rock music come from you in the future? Probably. You know, the, the, at some point, you know, the, I, I do think the truest expression of myself as an artist is what I'm doing now. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like the, the punk rock thing is really fun and I, yes. I like doing it. Um, but it doesn't go all the way there for me. Uh, so I would love to release it, uh, at some point, but I don't want to confuse everybody before they know me or they right. know who I am. So I understand that but, uh, maybe under a different name, maybe, you know, maybe keep an eye out for it. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll drop some hints or something. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I really, I, you know, moving from punk rock to country music, which actually there's more of us than you'd think, but, uh, -huh. uh, and it's only just now become kind of acceptable to admit that. But, uh, for me, it was all about the storytelling and the lyrics. And I, I, I felt really limited uh -huh. in that, in, in the punk emo genre. It was like, well, if it's not about teen love or like, Hey, don't hug me, dad, you know? Um, <laughs> Yeah, you know, then, then it's like the, then it doesn't quite fit. And I would listen to country songs, and it was like it was about God and death and marriage <laughs> and having kids. And and I was like, wow, like this is a much broader palette. And and that's really what drew me into country music more than kind of the uh, ethos of country or uh, any specific artist, um, but more just hey, this is a this is a much broader form of expression to me as far as lyric goes mm -hmm. um yeah so that's why i'm in country music but maybe 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 i'll put something out yeah okay well i'll be looking out for that because i would love to hear it and going with what you just said there is a i i can't think of the name of them right now but it's a uh, i actually saw them on tiktok at first and i've seen them on instagram now it is a country music group and both of the guys who are the lead singers both came from metal bands. Wow. Yeah. And so it's very unique. It's It has that southern rock feel to it more than anything. And I really love their sound. So, um, yeah. There's they're... a couple of them I have in mind. You know, I think that you're, you're reminding me of a few different groups. But, you know, that's you know what they say is country's countrywide, man. Exactly. Everybody likes it a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even yeah. if they won't admit it, they got a couple songs. They're like, they're not going to change the channel. Right. Well, they're and turn it off. You know? Yep. There's a, I know a lot of them. Usually they're like, well, I, I, I do like Johnny Cash. You know, of course, how can you right. not like Johnny Cash? So, yeah. yeah. So I'd like to give a quick shout out to my newest sponsor for the show, Manscaped. If you're anything like me and you get a little bit nervous when it comes to manscaping or trimming things on your body because you're scared that you might nick something or cut something off, then this is the product for you. Um, I know from experience that this works. They have the skin safe technology on their lawnmower 4.0 and I don't have to worry about having that problem anymore of hurting myself when I'm trying to manscape. So they have that along with many other products. I also have the Weed Whacker, which is good for getting the hair out of your ears and hair out of your nose. It's just great products. They work really well. The Lawnmower 4.0 is actually waterproof, so if you would prefer to use that in the shower, you can. 
Um, it works amazing. If you guys want to, you can go to Manscaped and get 20% off plus free shipping if you use the promo code DADPOD20 at manscaped.com. Once again, like I said, go out, get these products. They actually work. I use them, and they work amazing. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code DADPOD20. Whenever you're getting up on stage and stuff, do you get nervous still? I think there's a good kind of nervous I get. I get really excited about it. Uh Um, There's always, I'm always a little bit surprised when I have that kind of fear. Yeah. Nervous. You know, um, I used to get stage fright Mm -hmm. the first time, a couple times I I tried to perform. uh, I like froze like a deer in headlights. You know, like this was like in the, the fifth grade talent show or fourth grade talent show or something. Yeah. And, uh, but I've always been compelled to do it. Yes. You know, it's one of those things. It's one of those weird things where it's like, I, you know, your need even when to it do it outweighs yeah. your anxiety. Yeah. That's right. That. And and even when it didn't go well, I, I've never really considered not doing it again. And yeah. so basically what it, what it feels like to me is it feels a lot like game day, you know, waiting in the tunnel to go out on the, on the field and do mm-hmm. something that you practiced you know what you're doing. You were excited to go do it. You know, it's like, I, I really look at this music thing as a gift. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got this gift in whatever measure. And that's the time and ability to create this stuff. It's uh, uh, having the actual songs themselves. I mean, it, the way I look at it is releasing these songs or getting on stage, it's an opportunity to give people something that I hope they need um, and hope that I hope is making their life better. And if I can get out of the headspace of, gosh, I got to get up there and look so cool, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, that's really not what it's about. And when I get there, I do get nervous when it's like, I gotta, I gotta be this or be that Um, versus I'm going up there and we're going to have a great time together and I'm just going to host a party and I'm going to give them this, music that i've got and hopefully they love it you know and if they hate it that's fine and also that's kind of weird <laughs> you know what i mean yeah it is. yeah like so, hey i baked a cake do you want a piece oh i hate that kind of cake you know it's like okay <laughs> you don't need to yell yeah exactly but that that to me that's that's kind of where music lives and, and when i when i can make it about a gift that i'm giving other people versus something that's kind of serving my ego Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a lot happier on stage. Yeah, man, I I love hearing everything that you're saying. You uh, you you're a very down to earth guy, and I love seeing that. I've talked to certain people when it comes to uh, music in the past, and uh, nobody that I've had on the show, everybody that I've had on here, have been super awesome. But I've went to certain concerts and things like that, and talked to different ones afterwards and things like that, and you can tell that they've let it go to their head. And I can tell that, you know, you are a very down-to-earth guy, and uh, it's refreshing to actually see that. I I would love to have enough success that it could go to my head. (laughs) (laughs) At this this point, I like it. At this point, I'm down-to-earth just by default. Yeah. Uh, No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) I I know. You know, the the point of view on that is something I've actually, I've thought long and hard about, and, and 
there have been there are times when it goes to my head and honestly music isn't that fun when it does it, right. it just it, it really it's crazy how fast it goes from like i'm having so much fun doing this and with my friends you know for this audience um mm -hmm. and when it turns into kind of this insecure i hope i'm good enough thing man it, it's like it's like hitting the you know emergency break it just it it screeches to a halt so right. thank thank you for saying that i i uh i hope to be down to earth you know yeah so do you have anybody that you would like to uh maybe tour with uh the, like a goal do you have a specific person in mind that you're like i want to be on tour with them i think i think i have i have like the uh completely unrealistic answer Okay. The unrealistic answer, and then maybe a couple realistic ones. I would love uh, to hear them all. <laughs> yeah, so I think at the top has got to be Springsteen. I okay. just want to see his show every night. I mm -hmm. want to watch the magic of of how Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band just kind of conduct this emotional narrative, you know, for three hours sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so I would love to be around that. Um I think the the that's the super unrealistic. The okay. unrealistic one is probably Keith Urban. I just really like him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When I've heard him interviewed, it's he seems down to earth and seems really thoughtful, and and he rocks. So I I'd like to be around him too. Um. Realistically, uh, and this is probably you know still unrealistic. Uh, I want to play in front of those big arena crowds. You know, yeah. Luke Combs and, and uh, you know, anybody that's kind of playing those bigger shows, I would love to to go out and see what that's like. Yeah. You know, I've, play, I've played a few bigger shows, but I've never had a tour where it was like night after night. I'd love to get sick of arenas. You know, people always say you get sick of arenas. It's like, oh, it's not that fun, man. I'm like, well, it, it's got to be all right, you know? <laughs> right. Uh so yeah, I, I would love the chance to have a bus and tour arenas. That would be that's part of the dream for me for sure. Yeah. And speaking of that, uh, dude, Luke Combs is a monster when it comes to coming out with new songs here lately. Uh, just over the the COVID era, I guess you could say, he was just busting songs out left and right. And uh, I mean, you have been obviously too. I mean, you've came out with I think you said was it eight new songs that you've come out with since twenty twenty one. So I mean, yeah, but that's, he, he's done a couple albums. You know, he's done right. A yeah, and so I, um, how do you make the time for all of that and have a family? Uh, I think that's tough. I think yeah. it's tough to find the balance. I, I also think you know, um, at some point, I'd love to. I do produce all my own stuff and I like it a lot, you know, mm -hmm. so I don't know if this is a true statement that I would like to hand the production off to someone else. Uh, you know, if I could write them, mm -hmm. tell somebody my ideas and then come back to sing and then, you know, do that a couple times a week, you know, that would be fun. Yeah. Or that, that would, that would be one way to have fun at it. I do love kind of finding the different parts and stuff, but um, Luke Combs has done a great job of, you know, Dolly Parton said at one point, figure out who you are and then do it on purpose. Like Luke Combs does that really well. And, and a lot of what's happening with me through this process of releasing singles is I'm kind of, you know, I like you, I've, I've been in bands for a lot of years. I, I've been a writer. I've, I've done 
I've been a sideman even on the road with other artists. Uh, mm -hmm. But as a solo artist, I think I'm still kind of figuring out who I am. And I'm still kind of, I think I'm, I'm showing different aspects of myself and, and, uh, you know, just kind of figuring out as I go. And, uh, but I do think Luke Combs has done a great job of like, you know, when you go to Luke Combs kind of where he's living, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Uh, so he's done a great job with that. He has. Yeah. So I know you're still fairly new in this with the country music and things like that. Do you have any advice for people who are trying to get to the point where you are right now for any of the new <laughs> up and comers? That, that's it's such a flattering question. Thank you for asking that. I, uh, It's humbling me to kind of look back at, at where I've been and where I am now because I have covered some ground. Mm -hmm. um, and realizing that is... is it's really cool and humbling, but it, I think it, it, as far as advice, I, I do hesitate to give advice, but write the songs. Don't wait would be a piece of advice. I yeah. think as, as creative people, we, we want to do 150 rough drafts and right. until it's just perfect. And, and what people are coming to see is you, mm -hmm. um, you do have to have a good song, but you know, from my experience, the reason you you come to a Charlie Berry show is not because oh gosh the snare drum sounded perfect on the record. It's <laughs> it's something. There's something in the essence of a human being and a performer that you go uh, to absorb and to right. be around and to to witness and and um, so I would say you kind of you to to somebody just coming to town you probably have more magic than you think. Mm -hmm. So just put the songs out. And if it doesn't work, do it again and keep writing, keep your head down, get better at what you do, be a nice person, be yourself, etc. I love it. I love it. That was a lot of advice for someone who just said he doesn't give advice. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, is there is a, you are at a certain point beyond what some of the people first starting are, are at, you know, I mean, you get. Uh, I saw on Spotify, you get around 25,000 listeners a month. So, you know, you do have a following, you know, and I believe that that's just going to grow from there. So you do have that advice that you can give because, uh, you know, there's a kid out there that might hear this and uh, wants to know, well, what do I have to do to be able to get those 25,000 listeners, you know? So, yeah, you have the advice, man, and I, I just, I love being able to talk to you about this and you know because uh, one day you know when you are at the big star and you're uh you know playing with springsteen and all that um then you can come back and look at this and be like yeah that that's how i got to that point yeah so you like how i put yeah. it in there because that springsteen's I gonna do. happen yes i so. do i like it <laughs> so do you have any hobbies that you like to do outside of your music well so to to be candid with the with the listeners, I I was thirty minutes late to this interview, yeah. uh, even though even though it's pre recorded or whatever. Uh -huh. uh, I was painting my house, so I do a lot of like DIY projects. The studio that I record in, I built it. Um, you know, I've built sheds and added on rooms and all kinds of stuff. So okay, uh, I do love. Uh, that DIY. I love a good trip to Home Depot, you know? 
There you go. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, started running recently. That's really? never really been a thing for me. Started running. Okay. Uh, just had to do something, you know. Yeah. I had to had to get back to it. Like I said earlier, uh, I think I did. Uh, I played football. Played all the way through college. Mm-hmm. And so so physical activity has been a big part of my life. And uh, honestly, it's been replaced by like making TikTok videos this year. <laughs> so <laughs> like I was like, okay, something about my priorities is not working here. So I started running again. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get that. And what college did you actually go to? I went to SMU, Southern SMU. Methodist. Okay. All right. Well, you've done a couple of interviews that are on Spotify that I've seen as well. And one of them that I um, that I saw, there was somebody that was saying that you kind of had a Brett Young uh, sound to you a little bit. Have you heard that before? And have there been any other ones that you've kind of been, um, I, I guess, um, said that you sound like? I'm usually, usually when someone says, hey, you sound like this, I say, do you like that person? And if they're like, yep. yeah, then I'm like, oh, thanks. <laughs> uh, you know, I get old dominion a lot. Okay. Uh, I can hear that. Yeah. With, with my voice, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah, I've gotten a few through the years. I think that was maybe the only time I've gotten Brett young. Okay. But, uh, yeah, old dominion is the only one I can think of right now. Which that that's gotten- a good one to, to be, for that to be said, uh, Old Dominion's yeah, awesome. Yeah, I'm a fan of theirs. So, so when somebody says that, I'm like, that's I'm doing something right. That's good. Yeah. Well, I I know. So that makes sense now. My wife, one of her favorite country bands is Old Dominion, and whenever I played some, I was like, okay, this is somebody who's going to be coming on my show. I want you to hear some of their music because I think you'd like it. And she absolutely loved it. So that makes yeah. sense you know she was like yeah why is he not on the way on the radio right now <laughs> so you know it's uh and i i know i'm saying a lot of things on here that's probably sounds very flattering and things like that but it's the truth you do have it that is, sound it it, you do have that sound that should be you know out there and um i will be somebody who is a fan of yours and until the very end, you know, I, I love your music and so does my wife. So yeah. Uh, the old dominion. I, I do hear that though. What well, did you hear someone? Is that why you asked? Did you hear, do, do you hear someone in, in my voice or in my music or something? So the thing was, is for me, I, your voice did have a very unique sound and I couldn't figure out who it was that I was thinking of. But when you said that, I was like, yeah, that's it. That's the one that I've been yeah. trying to figure it out. So, yeah, yeah, that that worked out great. Every now and then somebody will be like, oh, I heard I heard your song on the radio. I'm like, nah. <laughs> it's probably Old Dominion. Probably Old Dominion. Um, and, I mean, your style is very a lot like theirs, and I think that that's where the Brett Young thing came from because some of your uh, songs sound very uh, much in that style as well. And then um, another one that I thought of was um, uh, Brothers Osborne. For some reason, they came to mind as another one uh, with the style that you have. And uh, I saw them in concert live with uh, Miranda Lambert, and they put on a great show. Oh, man, they're awesome. Yeah, they are. They're awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and John is an incredible guitar player. Absolutely mm-hmm. incredible. Yes. We're about to come up on a close on this, and uh, before I do that, um, do you have any words to your fans that you would like to tell them? 
Gosh. Um, yeah. Honestly, I'm just I'm just really grateful. I'm just really grateful that people are listening. I'm yeah. grateful that that the songs mean something to people. And um, that that was that's my hope when I make the when I create the songs is that they'll uh, go you know have a life of their own beyond me. And right. and uh, everybody that's listening is uh, in a in a way kind of finishing my songs. You know, it's like. It, a song's not finished until someone else hears it, you know, and, and uh, it's like it, it's a really satisfying end to a creative process to have somebody enjoy it. And and so um, thank you. Thank you. All right, man. And if people want to follow you or they want to follow what you're doing, how can they do that? Um, everything's linked on the website, charlieberrymusic.com. Okay. Um, I'm I'm at Charlie Berry Music on all platforms except Twitter. I'm C Berry Music. Okay. Because Charlie Berry Music was too long. All right. Maybe cut it down. One other question that I wanted to ask you: Do you have a a specific place that you have a goal of playing at? I know some people say Madison Square Garden is one that they want to do, or you were saying arenas and things like that. So what would be your, what is your pinnacle, your peak that you want to go to to play at? I heard the other day that they're going to put a hotel on the moon. <laughs> I, honestly, I'd play the lounge. Yeah? I'd play the lounge up there, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, to, it's to me, it's it's uh, uh, obviously Madison Square Garden is the, is is the most kind of uh, prestigious uh, arena gig because it's in New York City and all the history you know there. But uh, now watch that Foo Fighters documentary where they play Wembley Stadium. Uh huh. That sounds pretty good to me. That seems pretty cool. Yeah. That that would be really cool. I haven't got to watch that documentary yet, but I do want to watch it. You know, the the truth of the matter is, too, I love playing those old theaters. I love playing dirty rock clubs. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I'm sad that the Exit Inn in Nashville is closing. Um, so I know that there is appeal to the, the larger stadiums, but I really do love those smaller, sweaty rock club shows, too, so... Yeah. Uh, coming soon to a sweaty club near you. <laughs> well, it's a more intimate feel, I would think. Yeah, you can see people's faces. You know, it's you're kind of breathing the same air, yeah. for better or for worse, you know, it, uh, versus this kind of like a disconnected, like we're playing music in a closet and you're watching us feeling. But right. um, like I said, I would love the chance to get sick of that. Yeah. As no, well. I totally get that. So. Last thing, do you have anything coming up that you would maybe like to announce or anything that's coming up that you're excited about that maybe you want to talk about? I am such a terrible planner. I so wish <laughs> that I had something to, to be like, and here's what I'm doing next. You know, I'm going to put out, I have a couple ideas. Uh -huh. um, I've got a couple songs that I'm thinking about. There will always be the next song that I put out. Um, I would like to do some kind of acoustic something. Oh. Maybe of songs that I've already put out, just put out an acoustic version, maybe a little EP or something like that mm -hmm. uh, would be fun. Uh, so if anyone hears this, whoever hears this, uh, 
you want that, let me know if that sounds like something that you would like. All right. Well, man, it has been wonderful talking to you. I've had a blast. And uh, even though you were 30 minutes late, which is totally fine, <laughs> I had a wonderful time talking to you. Oh, man. Thank, thank you for being so gracious with, with my lateness. And uh, I've had fun, too, man. Thank you. All right. Well, you have a great night. You too. All right. Bye-bye. All right, everybody. And as a special treat, here is the latest single from Charlie Berry, it's still here. Do you remember that sidewalk where me and you wrote our names in a heart? Do you remember that stop sign that I ran the night I wrecked my car? It feels like a million years, but it's still here. That rock and roll club where my first band used to play for. Mexico, they never even checked my fake ID for skull cans and cheap beer. It's still here. It always hits me like a bullet when I cross that line.
All right, everybody. I hope that you enjoyed that episode with Charlie Berry. He was an amazing guest. He was a lot of fun to talk to. And as you heard him say, he was running a little bit behind whenever he came on the show. He was super nice, super apologetic about doing that. And, uh, yeah, it makes all the difference in the world when you have somebody as down-to-earth and nice as he is on the show. And I was really glad to have him on. And I look forward to having him on again in the future. Maybe one day when he gets to do that show with Springsteen, we can have him come back on and we can reflect on what's happened over this amount of time. Because I do feel that he has the ability to get to that place. So... As you're listening to this, you know that there is two episodes that come out this week. There was this one with Charlie Berry, and then I also have one coming out this week with Johnny Cove. He is a independent wrestler in the area, and I have him coming on because he is also known as the Mullet Daddy. And I am trying to help promote a show for um, Crown Championship Wrestling that is in Salem Springs on October 22nd. And so in... The spirit of what they are going to have, which is a mullet contest, I'm bringing on the mullet daddy himself. So I hope that you enjoyed that episode that is coming up. Then next week I have with me Richard Pierce. He is from Wrestling for a Cause. Um, I really look forward to having him on and talking with him. I feel that it's going to be a great episode. And then the week after that, I have Countrywide. They are a unique country band that I am very much looking forward to to having on as well. So, yeah, that's a couple of the episodes that I have that are coming up. I am excited about what is going on. I'm excited about the future for the show. As I told you last week, I have some really cool stuff that's coming up and one of them was that I am joining a podcast network. I am now available on the OIW podcast network. Um, I've gotten to talk with some of these guys that are on there and the guy who created it and they were wonderful people and I am very excited to be a part of the OIW podcast network. Um, I'm excited to see what happens next. So if you guys want to send me an email, you can do so by sending me an email at giveadatapodcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions or concerns or comments, or if you want to ask a guest a question on one of these episodes, feel free to send me a line on there, or you can look me up on social media. Um, I am on Facebook, and that's at IYGADAP. That is, if you give a dad a podcast, um, or as I like to say, I gadap. Um, you can also find me on Instagram, and that's at give a dad a podcast. And I'm also on Twitter, and that's at dadpodcast11. Find me on any of those places. You can follow me there. Um, I will keep you up to date on everything that's going on with the show. If anything new is coming up, that would be the place where I would probably let you know first is there. So just go out there and follow me. And also, as you're listening to this, go to the top of the page if you're on Spotify or whatever you're on and rate and review this episode. Let me know what you think about this show. Let me know if you like it. Let me know if you don't. Give it a five star. Give it a four star. Give it a one star. Whatever you think that this deserves, just rate it and let me know how I'm doing with this show, whether you like what I'm doing or whether you don't. 
And lastly, what I would like to do is I would like to give a shout out to my sponsors for the show. There is R&L Design, who makes all of your custom hats, and they make tumblers and all kinds of stuff. You see me post about it on Facebook all the time, trying to get their stuff out there. They have really good quality merchandise, and they make custom stuff. I've seen stuff come in that people said, hey, can you put this picture on a t-shirt for me and they've been able to do it and their stuff always turns out really good if you like the bleached shirts i know that's really popular Um, they have the bleached shirts that you can do as well and christmas is coming so they do have some christmas items that are coming up as well so check them out r and l designs and uh, their facebook pages r and l designs one nine instagram is the same r and l designs one nine or you know just uh hit them up tell them what you want And thank you to them for being such a great sponsor for my show. They've been with me since the very beginning, and I do really greatly appreciate that. I also have Manscaped, who is doing a promo code for me right now, and that is DADPOD20. And what that does is that gives you 20% off all of your purchase that you do, whether it's just the lip balm or whether it's... Um, some of the other products they have, or if you want the big, the lawnmower, which works amazing. I've used it and it works really well. It takes that nervous feeling away from you. I know y'all heard me say that earlier, but go and look them up. Use the promo code dadpod20 at manscaped.com to get 20% off of your purchase plus free shipping. Yeah, thank you to Manscaped. Thank you to RNL Designs. Y'all are both awesome. Thank you for supporting the show. And to all my listeners who have been supporting the show, thank you. I appreciate everything that you guys do for me. And I can't wait to bring you guys more episodes. So yeah, I'm going to bring the show to a close. I love you guys. I hope you have a wonderful week. And I will see you next time. Bye. If you enjoyed our show, come back next week. You know you want to come back. Might get some laughs. This podcast is part of the OIW Podcasting Network.